Yeah. And last year she had a heart attack. My mom had a heart attack. Okay. And uh, she wo- got a bypass surgery done, which was about 11 hours long because it was multiple surgeries and all. Mm. And at that point of time, she got a shocking realization, which she shared with all of us. Okay. She said that uh, all my life, I have just uh, ignored myself and worked towards the tomorrow. Yeah. Right. But today I realize that it is extremely important to find a balance. Mm. So nothing, absolutely nothing in this world is worth sacrificing yours, yourself mm. to achieve, especially mm. if it is monetary. Wondering how a 30-year-old family business thrives in times of uncertainty? Think and act like a startup. Yes, all over again, every time they hit a bump on the road. Meet Moise, CEO of Zephyr Toy Makers, leading India's homegrown toy business built of world-class quality products and customer experience centered around the future of our world, children. Listen to his awe-inspiring stories of him growing up in a family with strong values and beliefs, overcoming hurdles with childlike disruptive mindsets and more. Please welcome Moise. Because you've been born and brought up, right? In a space of play, if I yes. can say that. So how so, has it been really? Yeah, go ahead. Oh, it's been amazing. Like you were saying, I was born and brought up. That's that's almost true. Mm. So actually, we got into the space because when I was born, no, mm. my dad who understood quality and manufacturing and all, he mm. couldn't find toys that he could, that were good enough for me to learn, have fun and were safe enough for me. Hmm. And he realized that this was like the story with most Indian kids. This was in, this was like how many, 30, 40 years ago. Wow. And so it was a very closed economy. So that's hmm. it, Chal. If, if kids can't learn and play in the same breath, what hmm. is the point? So mm. he said, I'm going to make toys which everybody can afford mm. and at the same time will be educative. So, maza aega, khelenge, seekenge, mm. or, and it will be all affordable. So nobody's mm. going to burn a hole in their pocket just trying to make sure that that child experiences something unique, experiences yeah. fun, experiences a novel way of learning. Mm. So mm. yeah, I've grown up with that. And the flip side to that was any toys that we used to get at home. Mm. After a few days, they would go to the factory and I would never see them again. Really? Why <laughs> that? That is because they would go to be taken to the factory. They would be dissected. They would be analyzed. They would be seen how, how they are, why they are, what they are. <laughs> so you, uh, you used to play with those toys first, right? Uh, not all the time. Not all. Oh, okay. not all the time. So okay. we used to have tons of toys coming in. Anybody go coming from anywhere in the world, anybody mm. visiting us would get toys. But the sad part was the toys were not for the children. The toys were for the, my father. Oh my God. <laughs> so he was like doing all the research on the toys. Yeah. And we were his first guinea pigs too. Of course. Of course. You are the human guinea pigs. <laughs> yeah. I am the human guinea Human being. <laughs> But it it is it is good because since that time, no, we started inculcating this idea of you know finding a reason for everything. 
finding a novel methodology i hated school mm. i hated every moment of my school mm. you know and it was really frustrating because it was rote learning yeah. and i have got a terrible memory so yeah. <laughs> i just couldn't manage it but there was the during with all this seeing how my father was mm. how we were being uh, how everything was being questioned mm. it lay, it instilled a huge sense of curiosity in me mm. and by the time i was 8 9 years i had read through the entire world book series so i literally right. used to have arguments with my teachers in school mm. but i was in ssc board Mm-hmm. my teacher used to say job textbook mein likha hai write that or you will mm-hmm. fail ratta maar ke bol do ha and i couldn't again ratta maro mm-hmm. so every time i used to know go and beg mm-hmm. to my teacher please yaar please teacher you know two marks here and one mark there just to get to the next standard yeah i mean i always believe that kids actually choose their dad and mom even before they are born <laughs> yeah yeah right because if you didn't if you didn't have a dad who believed in play you would have a hard time buddy oh <laughs> <Right>? completely <laughs> i'm just so grateful <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah true true yeah and, so it's, yeah and uh, because of that you know and my dad had, it was like a startup in the early 80s so that was all there was no hmm. fanciness to startups at that point of time Mm. so i used to go like when i was how many 7 8 years old i used to go to the factory and sit on the production line and wow. actually while making the toys also it was a lot of play we mm. i started understanding how human behavior was when my dad used to talk to people i used to understand where he's coming from what were the hesitance hesitance that the other people had like professionals what what were the issues that they were having So, like a designer everybody was very stuck up with their ideas yeah nobody wanted to uh, think from a child's point of view and some mm-hmm. simple simple points you know people would be ha ah. and as a child i would say it is i would be thinking it's in your face it is like that yeah it's obvious so it's very things are very obvious to kids but adult, as adults we don't look at the obvious we look at the complicated Yeah, how come? How does this happen, really? Since you're in the space, you probably know a little bit more than any layman out there. Uh, since you've been a kid and now you're an adult, how? Uh, if you could choose a reason or two why this happens to us while we grow up, so what would that be? One thing is, if something is simple, you are not smart enough. That mm. would be the thought. So, if I make something complicated. then i have a reason to charge you higher money or there's a reason where i can put you down and i think that is the major reason why people try to complicate simple stuff so that they get one up on the other person mm. so mm. i i don't think there's any other reason like i would want to live my life very simply if i had to make choose between a, a difficult path or a simple path mm. i would choose a simple path it comes naturally even in the jungle when animals walk there's a there's a animal trail that forms of and that's a flow of re- least resistance animals also take the route of least resistance nature has this methodology everyone takes the route of least resistance only we adult human beings want to take the more complicated route how well will i justify my costs how well will i just in professional language how well will i justify you giving me more than what i want or what you believe it's worth 
So I I, I think you know you're absolutely right because every time I think about it now, in some ways our education system is only structured as if we should create hurdles. on our own journey and then try and solve it ourselves is what we are trained to do you don't think so right uh, <laughs> right I, in some ways we you know we create our own obstacles right because we start as you're saying uh, we don't simplify stuff we always try and you know behave act and really think in ways as if we are some gods from somewhere Uh, in order to show everybody down right and then at the True. end of the day we create these expectations of ourselves which we can't meet right most right. of the time so uh, yeah that is what our ex- our education system doesn't tell us to think for ourselves and doesn't let us find the best and the you know the most natural way that comes to us if the natural way of writing a story is mm-hmm. x they will tell you no you cannot mm-hmm. write a story in the format of x you have to write the story in the format of why that we are telling you but that's mm. not necessarily right mm. right there is not i'm not saying why is wrong mm. i'm saying why is right and x is also right it mm. is what uh, at this point of time you know that story comes to my mind where where uh, all the animals are have gathered together in the jungle and to pass the exam each animal has to swim fly climb trees and run and because of this all the animals are exhausted but the monkey scores high only in climbing the mm. rabbit scores high in running the fish scores high in swimming and the bird scores high in flying but mm. none of them are able to do all of it together mm. right so everybody has a different way of doing something that is the uniqueness that a child is born with Mm. we grow up also with that uniqueness but during the journey of growing up through mm. our education through peer pressure through through saying that wo dekho baju wala ka beta to aisa kar raha hai tum kyun nahi seekhte ho you know that fellow is doing is playing the guitar he's running a marathon he's also doing this he's also learning three languages why are you not doing in in getting all that pressure you lose your uniqueness so It's if like you were a saying- monkey who could jack of all trades is what exactly. you're saying is is what we are forced to become exactly and i'm not saying that that is also bad see jack, being a jack of all trades is not bad mm. having an understanding of everything is very important mm. right especially in like tomorrow's world where interdisciplinary interdisciplinary uh, mm. knowledge is going to be skills is going to be very important mm. you have to be a jack of all but you don't have to live up or match up to somebody else mm. that is what i'm saying you mm. again it's all unique uniqueness mm. so that's all a child is born with and we we just lose that in in this factory kind of education system mm. where every child has to do the same 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 thing yeah that is where the uniqueness is lost interesting interesting so uh, help help me understand if i had to ask you about your uniqueness right i'm pretty sure you discovered this in a very at a very young age <laughs> since you are allowed to play and dream big and all of that right right uh, if if i had to ask you in terms of your uniqueness how would you so art- articulate that yeah now when you want to understand your uniqueness you have to understand your strengths and your weaknesses and how you can use other people or with the help of other people 
uh, overcome your weakness mm. you know so let me start with my weaknesses my weakness is i have a reasonably bad memory and mm. come like i said earlier i couldn't memorize anything and mm. that goes on till today like my memory is just shitty mm. right and because of that i get into a lot of trouble mm. but i have lived i have accepted that and i am not really very good at sports except now that i realize a couple of sports i'm i'm okay at like mm. when i was a kid we used to go go karting in in hirandani you know and that was a lot of fun and i realized that that point of time I, one that was one of the sport that i was good at although mm. never competitive played or anything that but uh, it was good but i sucked at cricket i sucked at table tennis or i rather i still suck at cricket still suck at table tennis i still suck at lawn tennis you know mm. but what i really was good at is curiosity and i was really good at understanding people mm. i had a way of you know i wasn't very close friends with a lot of people but i had a way of empathy i could mm. feel the pain other people were going through mm. so i i got involved with uh, my father and mother were a part of this uh, uh, charitable group i got involved with that mm-hmm. so at a young age i got involved mm. with that and started working towards that mm. and even before that while i was in school i used to there of course we had a lot of bullyism mm-hmm. right a lot mm. of bullies and all sure. and when somebody would bully another guy you know i would be the first one to jump okay. at his aid yeah because i could feel that pain and i don't know why mm. it just happened it just was reflex a lot of time yeah i got beaten in the process mm, but <laughs> but no, i think i think a lot of us would try and keep our inner child alive right over over a period of time even when you're slightly older right as a teenager or even when you're becoming an adolescent right i think you you also um keep that empathy within you i i believe children are all born with that right and if you are able to keep that in some way in your way i think it was play because right. you are allowed to play and you are allowed to really express yourself you were more sensitive maybe towards other people <clears throat> so and could that be was, that that was what was being taught to us also like you cannot design toys for a child without empathizing with the child and what he is going to go through mm-hmm. right so everything that we were talking at home was what be- would work best for somebody else mm. and maybe that was the factor that kept on getting harder and hammered further and further into me hmm interesting mm-hmm. no every time we meet i see a lot of that if you remember um uh, i think almost 6 months back when you had invited us over for the uh, eidi dinner where your uh-huh. mom was there your dad was there it was an extremely nice very warm experience and one of the things i did i did go up to your mom who i really believe has played a role in your life uh, and you can help me understand how a little bit more sure. but in, in terms of really uh, you know you guys are three siblings right yes we are three of yeah, us yeah three three and two boys um, so i can uh, you know in some ways you know i i could absolutely feel her because in some ways the way she spoke and the way she behaved reminded me of my mom quite a bit and i went up to her and i told her my god the way you interacted with us and the and the way you spoke to us just brought flashback you know of my mom back who i lost a few years ago 
and I used to go to her almost, you know, everything. I mean, it could be, it could be my ups, it could be my downs, anything at all. Because in some ways she was like an absorbing sponge. Mm. And I saw a little bit, I mean, although she absorbed, she also gave back in terms of that grit and resilience in, you know, in her kids and um, gave opportunities to us to really become stronger as individuals, right? Right. Uh, if you can just help me a little bit about how your mom has played a, a role in your own development and, uh, you know, through the years, anything at all that really strikes. Yeah. So um, my mom is a very strong person, no matter what the adversity, you know, she will always be able to hold on to that one ray of hope mm. and use it as a lifeline and get out of that adversity. Mm-hmm. So she believes in a lot in inner strength and everything that she does you know, has personified that inner strength. I have seen her go through a lot and with no hope, with a very small, just maybe one ray of sunshine, she's been able to get and come out of that situation and no, I'm quite, I mean I'm quite uh, curious if you can give me an example which you know how, how she's able to do that uh, okay so when we were uh, when I was a kid we weren't really well to do we were mm. on the lower scale of economic uh, stability sure all right and uh, uh, okay let me give an example that happened between my mom and dad it was I think mm. their fourth or fifth anniversary Mm. And they had to go for, uh, and they didn't have any money. So all mm. they had was about 50 paisa in the pocket. Yeah. So then my dad and mom, they were looking at each other and wondering what to do. If they mm. had to go by bus to the factory, it would still cost them about two rupees or something. Yeah. So they decided that we'll walk to the factory and mm. on the way there's a nimbu wala. We'll mm. have that nimbu ka juice over there. Oh my God. On, for, with that 50 paisa, we'll share one glass. And then we will celebrate our anniversary. At that point of time, they also decided that one day they will celebrate the anniversary with their entire family in a five-star restaurant. And that is a great, and a few years ago, I think about seven, eight years ago was the first time we had an anniversary, their anniversary celebration in a five-star hotel with the entire family. So, you know, that grit that after 20 years or 25 years, that foresight and the want to get over there. So mm. my dad is a person who lives in the now. Mm. My mother is a person who lives in the holism. Yeah. So that's that, a great that's, way to yeah bring bring two diverse things together, right? And and I think to be able to demonstrate that in front of kids, like three three children, I'm sure it has played a very important role in your life, right? How totally. do you feel? Yeah. As you were growing up with her and seeing this kind of, I'm sure, a lot of situations. I mean, I believe even recently she's undergone a few things, right? Yeah. Would you like to share? Uh, This is only to inspire people who are, you know, during these times who are really going through stuff. Sure. So especially your point of view on what this means, really. I'll I'll expand a little more than that. Like Hmm. since we are from, we are in family business. We run our own company and all. Uh, Mom and dad are the pivotal roles in that company. So they are the founders of the company. So of course, Mm -hmm. they are the mentors. And they they were holding all the uh, reins of the company. 
Yeah. And last year she had a heart attack. My mom had a heart attack. Okay. And uh, she got a bypass surgery done, which was about 11 hours long because it was multiple surgeries and all. Hmm. And at that point of time, she got a shocking realization, which she shared with all of us. She said that uh, all my life, I have just uh, ignored myself and worked towards the tomorrow. Yeah. Right. But today I realize that it is extremely important to find a balance. Mm. So nothing, absolutely nothing in this world is worth sacrificing yours, yourself mm. to achieve, especially mm. if it is monetary. Yeah. So that is what she said. Makes and sense. It's been a year since. And today also when she talks, she says the same thing. But today she adds another sentence. She says that I thought a year ago, without me, this company would not mm. uh, function the way it is. Mm. But in a year, it's become better than what it was with me. Mm. So if you ignore yourself right now, if you ignore what is important, your family, your health, your life, mm. tomorrow will be more difficult than what it's expected to be. So again, with her, with her problem also, she's still having that futuristic, the holism view. Yeah. You know? So it's so inspiring, right? I mean, at that age, even after everything you've done for everyone, if you still feel that there's a sense of improvement and you can do more, you can do better, it's just amazing. Because it means that she has so much humility, right? In, in yeah. her, she, she's so humble that she's willing to learn. True. And, it's, and it's very share. important. Even, mm. even adults, even people who are uh, 80, 90 year old people, everybody can learn. But we are, again, we, again uh, we are taught at one point, you know, to see that I know best. Mm. But you, it's never you know best. Mm. Today is such an amazing time to be a child. You know, yeah. uh, no adult can compare their information, their level, their ideas with even a 15 year old today. Yeah. It's a whole different world. And if an adult says, I know best, I know better than you. <laughs> I think they're living in denial. Mm. The kid is going to have the last laugh. He's going to laugh at them at one point, if not today. Mm. No, it's true. It's just amazing the world we are living in, especially in the last eight weeks. Like I have seen Rihan in front of doing drama and play online with 20 mm-hmm. kids. And I'm like, I never imagined I'll ever see a day where <laughs> you know, uh, <laughs> from one place, one city to another, you're doing drama, which which really requires a lot of emotion and that interaction with the eyes and, uh, you know, expression. It's just amazing how things are changing around us. And uh, and as what I think we all need to do as adults in some ways, just be open to change and uh, disruptive change now, right? True. Uh, and we all have to move into the new. We don't have an option to stay with the old business models and our old ways of thinking really for starters, right? Yeah, yeah. Adaptability is the name of the game. Yeah, yeah. Like we all knew that one of the important skills to survive in tomorrow's world is adaptability along with curiosity and, you know, social skills and all. But adaptability, who knew that our tomorrow would come so fast to us today? Yeah, like, it's right on the face, uh, <laughs> right? Exactly. We don't have a choice. We have to adapt or just It's get just extinct. falling into our laps. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We, in fact, in this lockdown, um, 
there have been so many people adults who have got frustrated and angry and the actual cases of uh, domestic violence to towards children has increased yeah why this, this because the adults are losing it they are not able to adapt but you see children the ones who are more out the ones who are more social the ones who have more energy mm. you know a more curious mind who need lot more stimulation those mm. are the ones who have found a niche found something that they like and they have been able to hold a hook on to them anchor with that and then drag this period out mm. sure. their kids have handled this lockdown way better than most adults have oh, yeah, and i absolutely. think that is really commendable that that just goes to show that in spite of being uh, like other, like adults say in spite of being of lower human value they mm. have shown to outgrow even adults emotionally mm. sensitively sensitively sensibly in all aspects you say yeah yeah no it just goes to show if you leave kids alone and just let them be they can do their shit you you don't have to be even around them True. right it's us who need to be handled and managed actually <laughs> it's our minds really are going all over the place because we've never been in such controlling environments right, right? Uh, like everything is restricted from the space to our being right uh, from the four walls to <laughs> our business to the work that we do is all getting questioned uh so it's quite it's quite amazing and i think it's I, i don't know how you feel because you also have kids in terms of um so kids we all know learn by seeing and doing right in terms of here's what they are seeing their dad and mom do true uh, now you also spend about say 80 days now about 2 3 months almost 3 months with your kids uh right. how have you like i'm sure you're doing a lot of things with your kids now more more than ever right you're already doing but now i guess <laughs> because you're in the four walls you're spending a lot of time so, uh, with your kids of various ages right right uh so i wanted to ask you how has things really changed in terms of your um interaction with them uh, so as an example if you can speak about in some way how are you being inspired by them to be a greater human being right in some way to be very broad right mm-hmm. uh, how how is that happening is there anything you're seeing or anything uh, they are doing with you or any instances which 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 you might uh, have gone yeah. through yeah so uh, what we had started is as a company we had started making uh, an activity worksheets for children and sh- uh, sharing it with people who had registered and all hmm. you know who had showed interest and all hmm. how that came to being is, is a part of this would put more light on this you know mm-hmm. i was sitting with my kids and i was saying okay you know there has to be some kind of Uh, you know time schedule so that we don't waste our days and it just doesn't go by you know we keep mm. ourselves occupied and interested and you know constantly motivate each other mm. and at that so once while we are studying now my daughter she tells me i you know the studying is very boring mm. and before the lockdown you know, i used to make some problems and worksheets and all and give it to her and she would solve and that was an exciting way of learning mm. she said why don't we start that why don't you give me worksheets every day nice you know i if you make worksheets every day i will do it and we will have a lot of fun okay okay 
so i said okay and i started making little bit of some worksheets for her and i realized that why only her why not other kids mm. so my son started doing it then we started sending it out to other kids and more and more children started working on the worksheets unfortunately at one point of time one uh, my uh, one of my person who was helping me out his mm. father had got lost and all there was a little dig- oh. mess up so at that point of time the worksheets had taken a little break mm. so we actually got a few emails from kids saying that what happened why have we stopped mm. the worksheets the lockdown is not over please continue <laughs> okay and then we realized that actually this worksheets was what was getting children and parents because yeah a lot of the questions a child would not be able to answer himself mm-hmm. but while while the child was not able to answer the parent would help and the parent would also get immersed along with the child into that worksheet mm. so it became a very strong family bonding bonding mechanism wow and a lot of people responded that i have never spent this kind of quality time with my child mm. so that is that is something that i learned out of my kids ke anything mm. if you find a way to make it interesting it's mm. going to be interesting for everyone irrespective of who it is how it is and what that person's interests like yeah you don't need to be interested in maths to learn to become interested in sudoku sudoku is a puzzle yeah it is also a creative uh, outlet only mm. thing what happens is if you are not interested in maths and you look at numbers you already have a detest for it mm-hmm. yeah so you have to find a easier way to learn sudoku so enough in, in our first few uh, worksheets we every worksheet had a sudoku but in the first few mm. we did not put numbers at all we put okay. shapes okay and those shapes did not have to uh, had to follow the same rules of sudoku interesting you couldn't rep- repeat them in horizontal or vertical uh, lines hmm. and when you did when we just removed the number we just put shapes a lot more people became interested hmm and yeah, also hmm. also what happens is in the f- first a uh, few ones our sudokus were very simple we had made them only for 6 uh, by 6 ka grid so right. people who again people who had looked at sudoku and were very afraid of sudoku oh, it's too difficult they found it difficult because they jumped into a higher level if you yeah. start from ground level hmm. whether you are a child or you are an adult like i for example i hated sudoku every time i would i would see sudoku i would be like oh man it's going to rack my brain Mm-hmm. and that is where i started so i started also from that and i said chal if i want to be in- interested in sudoku let me uh, find a simpler one and i found, i started making six sudoku six by six so mm. that was very simple once you do something that is simple enough for you to be give you confidence that okay you can do it mm. then, then you, you go on increasing the, the difficulty level no that mm. works beautifully yeah and makes sense and that is the same principle which we need to adopt with children that is ex- mm. that is exactly what i learned in this lockdown with my kids whether it's children or adults start mm. with something that you can manage and then go on raising the bar it's like pole vaulting or high jumping you mm. go on increasing the bar at uh, as you go on crossing it mm. right simple as that mm. so so a lot of this i see in in this whole online gaming space as well right where they start with a very very simple interaction and then they keep giving you coins and credits 
which right. I'm sure, uh, you know, your kids are also aware of. How do you feel in general about incentivizing kids to learn as opposed to really learning the way you just said, right? Which is a little more purist uh, approach to play, right? Right. I feel with the online gaming in some way it is, I don't want to say adulterated, but in some ways, you know, every time you incentivize a kid by giving money and coins and although it is fake, uh, I don't know. Is there another thing we are trying to teach kids? Um, I mean, I thought, you know, this is obviously, you know, I'm just thinking aloud in terms of how how the online gaming is structured. Because you... You don't do any of that, right? You, would, you, you do a lot of offline kind of toys and games, correct? So there are two issues with online gaming. When you say talk about coins and all, you are instilling a sense of capitalism into children. Mm-hmm. Again, which is, okay, capitalism also is important, but it can't be the basis of life. Mm-hmm. That, is, that is my personal belief. Capitalism mm-hmm. is important for survival, but it can't be the basis of life. So when you're teaching a child rewards and recognition, most Mm. of the games that become big today are what? Violence based. You shoot somebody, you get so many points. You shoot another person, you get so many points. That is, that is disgusting. Yeah. Although I know my son spends a lot of time on Fortnite. I feel that all these shooting games are disgusting. Yeah. So there are two reasons. One is of course, because it's, it's desensitizing you to you towards another human's life. I, I, I'll be it. Only a, a video game or a, a, ca- a character in a game, but well, the leap is not too big from a character into a game to a real life. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. at that age, the kids are very impressionable, right? Anything exactly. you show them, they start believing it. Exactly. Hmm. So that is that is one problem. Then, of course, the rewards and recognition. You can, the more you kill other people, or the more you are inhumane towards other people, you have, the more money you will get. The more money you get, the higher you grow. The higher you become, the more you can uh, pressure put uh, uh, hmm. put pressure on the other people, and you go further. So you are basically teaching the t- child the opposite of empathy. Hmm. You're teaching the t- child to disregard another human being for your own personal selfish goals mm. which which is not something that a civilized society should be doing yeah and again that is a part of capitalism the greed aspect is a part of capitalism which is setting into the child from there so uh, how so how does one address this in your opinion because see uh, you know, although we don't want this to happen and we have our own ideologies, right? And they are all right in their own way, right? Mm-hmm. But in terms of operating in a real world and in a world where all this, like, you know, global racism, climate change, all these things are right in their faces today. In our age, it was not like that. You open up a newspaper today, you'll vomit on the side, right? Right. So, so I'm just saying, with, with all this happening, how does one create environments which are really, in some ways, we are, you know, in our mind, we want to create environments which are good, but the real world doesn't function that way. So, are we creating? So, are we actually empowering our kids with the right tools? To be successful in a world which is the exact opposite of what uh, we are talking about. Uh, see, one thing is there is no escape from what the child is uh, learning everywhere else. There is no escape. There is no hiding from this video games. 
for example right mm-hmm. we have to be able to there are two things that are uh, as a parent i believe and i follow is one is we have to set examples mm-hmm. it's been a age old saying even when we were school children learn by example not by by doing and not by telling mm-hmm. if you do something a child is observing you and learning but mm-hmm. if you tell something the child is not going to listen simple as that mm-hmm. similarly it we have to be very conscious if we want the child to have empathy are we showing empathy ourselves are we incorporating all the principles that we want the child to have in our in our own self mm. and most likely the answer is going to be no mm. so we are actually holding our child to a higher standard that we can hold our own self mm-hmm. then that doesn't give us authority to tell the child to behave somewhere away right right if i cannot follow something i have no authority to push somebody else to do it Mm. right so uh that that is one thing i try to do as much as i can in front of my child and the second mm-hmm. one is exactly the opposite talking now when mm. i say talking it is not instructions it is mm. sitting down having some time in the day where you sit down and just talk with the child mm. there is no structure there is no pattern let the child talk what they want and mm. we all we have to do is encourage them to talk about it mm. in that the child is learning to express himself and the mm. moment they start expressing themselves they become more open and more uh, absorbent mm-hmm. so when they are more absorbent at that point of time if you again you will lose them the moment you talk to them you should do like this and you should not do like that yeah it is like like in psychology that they say you never a psychologist will never give a solution to your problem mm. he will help you arrive to that solution yeah and good every questions. parent yeah. has to be that psychologist who doesn't give a solution to the child but has to guide the child hold the child's hand during the tough time most mm. prob- most times what happens is when the child is going to a tough time no that is the time the parent leaves the child's hand yeah when the going is easy no they want to hold the hand of the child when the child is doing everything that i say no ha mera beta bahut acha hai meri beti bahut achhi hai but the moment they don't do something that you like are they will leave the hand and they'll talk to the child very badly but yeah. that is actually the time when the child needs most support when he's going through a difficult phase True. when he's when he's actually not listening to an authoritative figure you know mm-hmm. he has to be told yes you have a mind of your own you have to develop that mind of your own also you mm. can't use your individuality mm-hmm. with you moiz we are we can i can have a chat for like 6 to 8 hours on the podcast <laughs> oh, <laughs> right <yeah>. because <laughs> there's so much over here that we share in terms of ideologies and things we do right True. but i won't take a lot of your time uh, i know this is about 15 minutes down but i did want to ask you one question which i typically ask a lot of play so called play enthusiasts right sure. in in terms of because i'm always curious and specifically this question has come to my mind in the recent past that you know a, a lot of books uh, also say this that a human being um, you know an adult specifically is a sum of all his or her experiences right mm, right and those experiences are from environments uh, they have been in right it could be different places or you're traveling somewhere or circumstances situations right as we True. were discussing with your mom and dad and everything 
then if if that equation is that uh, nadal is the sum of all his experiences then in in your mind how would you define a child because a child and i'm talking about a very very young child i'm not i'm not speaking about daniel's age right i'm talking say your daughter's age or below sure uh, where they don't have any experience they are born in this world so called without experiences right, right. they are a pure form of energy right? right and is why you love to play with younger kids right because they don't judge you they are so creative it's so much more fun right right um, who are they then in terms of that equation we just built for adults they don't have any experiences so a child is equal to what then in terms of so uh, i will go back to your presumption that a child an adult is the sum of all his experiences what i believe is a, a person is not the sum of their own experiences but mm. also of the experiences of the people around them i sure. cannot live through every single experience and survive it to learn from it yeah but enough people have survived through certain experiences for me to learn from them sure similarly for a child when i like a child is experiencing first step they are experiencing themselves mm. but as they grow up like in the beginning a child's vision is very blurred mm-hmm. they cannot see the the whole plethora of different colors yeah but as they are growing their eyes are experiencing more and more colors developing that sense of sight their ears are developing the sense of sound and making sense of all the various cacophony around them and that is how they are they are giving solid grounding to every experience building on it and going ahead so a child is experiencing and learning from there but at one point of time it's not enough to only experience by yourself you mm. have to start learning from the experience of others also mm-hmm. mm. so okay. that is where a child start, i think that for in my mind that is where adolescence and teenage starts when you start learning from experiencing experiences of others because that is where the confusion sets in yeah people are the children get a lot more confused a lot more worried what is happening because mm. now they are being able to pull other people's ideas ideologies assimilate that but that has never been there earlier Yeah. as a 7 year old 8 year old you are doing what you want you are doing what your heart is telling you you really don't understand if i jump four steps i will break my head mm-hmm. you got a parent to stop you from doing that yeah a child is not scared of crawling off the bed once he'll crawl off the bed he'll fall and he'll he'll get hurt he will not do it next time that's a different story but yeah. every child doesn't fall off the bed to understand mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. the child doesn't know that but the mm. parent knows it so the parents is teaching the child experience through what they stop the child from doing yeah at that point of time the only thing you are worried about is the safety of the child mm physical safety of the child so that is what is necessary for survival yeah everything else the makes child sense. is learning on his own yeah no it it makes sense uh, absolutely so i'll i'll give you an instance of where this thing started because whenever i used to play with rihan when he was 4 and 5 Mm-hmm. right at 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 that age those are the awesome years because you know say you're playing with any toys building toys specifically uh he was creating stuff that i hadn't ever created before or even imagined to create before right, right. 
and these days every you know we have you know hours to introspect and retrospect about things that we've experienced so one of the things that i was thinking why is he not building as imaginatively now at the age of 11 uh like he was doing at the age of four or five because he was always every creation of his was shocking right i've never seen obviously i mean i'm talking about as a child you can't ex you can't expect a child who's four years old to create anything meaningful but at least as creative you know on the creative angle right In yeah ideas were flowing so I was thinking a child has no experiences, but their ideas are freaking so disruptive and so awesome. And if there is a way to bring that same disruptive way of thinking of a child, uh, I believe all that is anyways in the brain, right? It's not anywhere else. True. If we can bring that into an adult during these uncertainty and all these things we are going through, imagine the ideas and the new things we can develop right? right because at this point the one thing we need is new ways of thinking and we are we can't because of the way we've been born and brought up right a lot of us are struggling uh, and we are not able to really arrive at new solutions because we were operational robots right in the in the way we were born and brought up <laughs> yeah we've been so brought I, up like robots right as as robots so i always think is there a way or is i mean play obviously gives you a way of doing that but in the real world, if there is a way to really go into a child's mind, right, hypothetically, mm -hmm. or, you know, and try and look at what kind of neurons are speaking to each other, right, in some way to really mimic that in world, you know, in a world of today where we need that kind of disruptive creativity, right, right? and, you know, and that imagination, it would be so awesome, right, because... True. At that point, you're not judging me, right? The, the reason why a three-year-old is creating this stuff so meaninglessly but so awesomely is because it's just that creation and the child. They, they have the ability to switch everything off, right. which we as adults don't. We get so upset with everything else because we're trying to manage everything else around us. Um, and so we don't get anything done at the end of the day, leave alone creating new things right or even business models right so, so le let me ask you one thing uh avi if i tell you you want uh, let's play cricket hmm. right what would you say would we require you require a ball and a bat and okay. a place space to play yeah suppose you don't have a ball and a bat yeah then you'll be able to thinking, play cricket well i'll have to think of other creative solutions right of anything that looks like a ball and a bat to mimic that kind of experience. Huh. So when we were kids, uh, we have all we needed was a friend, a handkerchief and our palms would become the bat. Right. And we yeah. would play cricket anywhere. We didn't need a bat. We didn't need a ball. We didn't even need a space. We didn't even need space. Mm. As much as a bed was there, you could play cricket. So mm. all we need to do is, as adults also, when we come up with a with a, if you if you want to understand how to break free, we have to understand free play. Hmm. And all you have to do is overlook the the constraint, and then you will always have a solution. Hmm. I think that is what we adults lack. We get so fo so focused on the constraints hmm. that we don't look at the possibilities. So that was Moise. 
I really hope you enjoyed our candid and free-flowing conversation and took away something from it. This is Avi, your host, signing off. Do watch out for our next episode by following Your Other Side on all major podcast platforms. Until then, keep exploring Your Other Side.